By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 107.1. It is BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Together, we get together every morning, Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m., and we make BS. Right, Shelly? Absolutely. You like that song? I do. You know that's uh, you know who that is, don't you? I thought it sounded like Cher, but is N- it? No, it's a little bit uh, different for Celine Dion. That's right. That was I a... was thinking about her too, actually. A- interesting. A song had interesting history. It was originally written for Roy Orbison. He recorded it in 1987, but they never they, they never released it until after he died. He died in '88. And uh, they released it in 1992. Then Cindy Lauper recorded the song, released it as a single. And then in 2003, Celine Dion, uh, she, uh, as a matter of fact, it was number one on the Canadian singles chart and reached number seven on the U.S. adult contemporary chart in 2003. Okay, so uh, what was I going to talk about? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Celine well, Dion never, version. You never tell me. Uh, January released January 21st, 2003. Recorded fall of 2002. Uh, and it was a, it's dance pop. Don't you love these things? You know, I, I go on Wikipedia. It's like, you, 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 it's like, I never heard of some of this stuff. Like you go some of the, the, you know, like the, the newer music. It's like electro house pop East coast. <laughs> You're right. It it's, is. It's going, what is that? You know, I mean, I get EDM, but there's like 14 different flavors of E. Well, actually more than that. It's crazy stuff. Anyway, uh, it is BS.show. You can check us out on the web. Uh, weather, boy, were you around yesterday afternoon? Wasn't beautiful? It was. If we had weather like that year round, none of us, none of us could afford to live here anymore. We'd have to sell our houses. That is so true. $10 million. God, I heard somebody the other day. I talked to, you know, in the course of me doing business with people, uh, you know, I talked to people around the country. And I talked to a guy the other day that lives in Nashville. And I said something to him about, you know, hey, how's, what's the housing like that? Oh, it's crazy. I go, what do you mean? He says, well, the house prices are like out of control. He says, it's driving a lot of the, the, the Tennessee people out of Tennessee. I go, how's that? He says, all the California people that sold their houses, you know, that they bought like 10 years ago for $500,000. They, they just sold them for $2 million. They, yeah. sh- they show up in Nashville. They're going to move to Nashville. Same thing's happened in Austin. They moved to Nashville, and they've got like, you know, $2 million in their pocket. And, you know, they look at a house that was, you know, a couple years ago, $500,000. It gets bid up to $750,000. So, the, you know, even to the point where he said that a friend of his lives in a condo that I think she bought a year ago, and a guy literally knocked on her door and said, "Hey, would you like to sell this condo?" And she goes, "Well, I've only been here a year." And he goes, "What do you pay? What did you pay for it?" And she gives him a number. He goes, "I'll give you seventy thousand more." <laughs> you know, it's like seventy thousand in a year—not a bad profit, right? It's just nutty. And why the- it really is, and there are so many apartments going up. It's like up up along 364 i mean yeah oh yeah i mean it's like up there by uh, well, by no, harvester on mid rivers on jungerman on where are the apartments on mid rivers where are they build the apartments well um 364 yeah 364 yeah they're going to be on both sides right there when you you know off of 364 they really are and, and that one that is on the um on ramp to get to the light to get to 364 right yeah it um, only has one ingress and egress. No, it has two. 
Where's the second one? It's further up. You mean down from down from our office? Uh huh. There's two of them. There's there. You come to first, but the problem is, it's my my son used to live on the other side. The problem is, you can only go one way. If you if you like like if he came out of his apartment complex and wanted to go down to Mid Rivers to get something to eat, he has to go right on what is that St. Peter's Parkway. And then he has to go down to Kisker and he has to U turn at Kisker and come back the other way. Those people are going to have the same problem. If they want to go, if they want, they're they're had the advantage that if they want to go to like Mid Rivers, you know, to go to like Deerbergs or Schnooks or something like that, it's no problem. But for them to come home, they got to go reverse the procedure. They got to go, you know, east on three sixty four. Get off at Kisker, you know, turn around, do a U-turn, go back in. You know, it, see, that's the highway department's doing that all over the place. They're trying to do that. You know, there's been a big controversy. They've already done it there in O'Fallon, on the north side of O'Fallon, where, you know, you come along, you used to be able to go both east and west on, what is that? I guess that would be, uh, I don't know, is that is that Terra Lane up on the north side? You used to be able to go both, both directions between T.R. Hughes and K and M, and now you can't. Now it's one way going with one direction. So, if, and, and you know, it's just, and that's why, that's why, I don't know if you know this, that's why they put that extra lane there at Highway K under the bridge. It's like a U turn lane. You know what I'm talking about? Uh huh. So, no, I, I'm sorry, I misspoke. No, I don't. Okay. What they did was they put a, they put a, a lane underneath Highway K. So, in other words, you can come down, uh, I guess it would be Terra Lane, West Terra Lane, whatever it is. You come down West Terra Lane. And you go under the bridge, and then you go in, in. You know, I don't think you have to go through the traffic light. I think you just like make a left turn there, and you go under the bridge, and then make another left turn, and you're going you're going eastbound on Veterans Memorial, and then can get back onto eastbound 70. So in other words, you can't you can't if you live or if you have a business along uh, Terra Lane between T R Hughes and and M and K, you can't go eastbound anymore you have to go like all the way out to k you turn and go back the other way to get on eastbound 70 and that's what they want to do all along matter of fact the car dealers there especially like where they built that new that new shopping center they built that new shopping center right there that matter of fact that just flooded you know the flood you know it got a couple of those places you know what i'm talking about it has outback and places like that in it Oh yeah, where Marshalls is. And... Yeah, they want to do the same thing with that stretch of of I don't know if I don't know what that's I think that's still called West Clay right there. It switches. You know, they they change the names of everything. You know, they do. everything, you know, used to be used to be Shelley Lane, now it's Shelley Drive. Oh, shut up. <laughs> You're so funny. Well, it's just like like some places like New York and Minneapolis, the thing that people don't realize is in St. Louis Almost the entire area, the St. Louis Metro, all the different municipalities, it doesn't really matter if you live on a street or a drive or an avenue, okay? But it does like, for mailing purposes. Well, no, 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 because you can put like, you know, like something, something drive, you know, something, you know, you know, 5203 XYZ, and you don't have to put the drive in the lane. But the problem is when you get into like cities like New York, you have, I can't remember how it is in New York, and I can't remember how it is in Minneapolis. You have the streets... And the avenues, which are different. So in other words, you can be on the corner of like 12th Street and 12th Avenue, if that makes any sense. You know it what I mean? It does. And it's the same way in Minneapolis. So the streets run one way and the avenues run the other way. I'm going like, okay, I don't understand that. I never now, knew that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Minneapolis, and, and it's it's really weird in, in because there's there's avenue and there's streets. And, uh, it's, and then you have places that make sense. Like for example, in in in, in um, Des Moines, they divided the city up into four quadrants, 
and it's like northwest, southwest, northeast, southeast. So in other words, you know, you know like if with the addresses, okay, I know where that's at. You know, because just by the address, you know, it's like up in the northwest, some northwest part of Des Moines. It's not true of everything in Des Moines, but there are a lot of areas like that. I think New York, I mean, I think D.C. sort of like that too. There are certain areas of D.C. that are like, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Or don't you? I've only been to D.C. once, and that was 20 years ago. Did you like it? It was it was nice. Did you really like it? I did. You I know, thought it was. Um... There was there was a welcoming committee. Shelly showed up, and she walked off. She got off the bus, and she said, "Hey, DC, I'm here. I'm Shelly." And a guy walked up to her and said, "So whoever the hell Shelly is." <laughs> oh, are you Shelly Barr? <laughs> I am Shelly Barr. Well, we must have you on the TV. <laughs> I will set it up as I'm living through your basement. <laughs> that's what they. That's that. That's that Washington D.C. accent you're giving me. There, is that what that is? Yes. <laughs> Did you love? Oh God, I loved it. I loved it. Okay, let me. You know, I misspoke. Let me look at this. I have to make sure that I'm talking about the right thing because I'm 99 percent sure that about this because the reason I know this is because years ago I had a meeting in downtown Minneapolis. And the guy gave me the address, and I thought I knew where it was. This is like, you know, before Google Maps and things like that, pre-1998. And I showed up, and I'm going like, okay, this is the address, but this isn't the place. Because I was on street and not on avenue. It was the same, you know what I mean? It was the same, you know what I'm saying. It was the same address, but it was like something, I was looking for, let's say, 122 12th Street. And I was at 122 12th Avenue. Get what I'm saying? I do. Let me look this up on 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 the on the map. And let me go into here. Go, into go to the map. Yeah. Ask for directions, dude. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. They have like uh, here. I'm looking in 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 Minneapolis. Eh. Where am I? Where am I? Hawthorne, Camden. Uptown, Powderhorn, and I, I will look at it later because because it is confusing. And now I've got one that I've never been able to understand. Okay, as long as I've been around, there are certain areas like in the Breckenridge Hills, Overland area, where if you drive along in like on St. Charles Rock Road in the St. Anne area, if you drive along St. Charles Rock Road in that area, like uh, east of east of Lindbergh, the houses and buildings are all at an angle. Have you ever noticed that? have not they're not they're not in other words they're not parallel with the street they're at an angle like maybe like 25 degree angle why i don't know i'm curious why that is i mean i've it, it, there if you go along there's certain places probably of, to sit stick in their um to stay with their little what was i gonna say their little never mind i can't get the word out i'm sorry yeah here we go here we go. I, I looked at it. I was correct. Okay, this is what's sort of weird. In downtown town Minneapolis, you have you can be at the corner of Seventh and Seventh, <laughs> and you have Seventh Avenue and Seventh Street, and they run in different directions. And the streets, what's sort of weird about it is they don't run north and south. They run at an angle. They run like forty-five degree angle. So in other words, you can't say, well, I'm, I'm, and what's crazy about this, they have 7th Street, South 7th Street, South 4th Street, 
North 4th Street, North 3rd Street. So it looks like the streets run from northwest to southeast, and the avenues run from southwest to north. Let me get that again. Okay, the streets run from northwest to southeast, and the avenues run from southwest to northeast. Does that make any sense? It does. What about drive? There's no drives in downtown Minneapolis, but it is. I was looking for, I can't remember what it was. And I was, and you know, I was at the right place going like, okay, I'm here. Well, no, you're not. You thought you were here, but you're not. You're not in the right place. Oh, man. And, you know, and, and, you know, it's sort of crazy in Minneapolis. You know, they have, and what's even more con- confusing, it was the interstate system. When you come north in 35, the interstate system splits. Did you know about this? I didn't. And where are you talking about, please? Minneapolis, St. Paul. Okay, that's where the airport is and uh, the hospital. Well, the reason it splits, and supposedly the story was, and somebody told me this a long time ago, that the people in the the 35 was going to go through Minneapolis, and the people in St. Paul were you know complaining. So what they did was, as you come north on 35, when you get uh, into Burnsville, you know where Burnsville is, Burnsville, Burnsville, Minnesota. You ever heard of that before? I haven't. Okay. When you get to Burnsville, the interstate splits, and you have 35 east that goes into St. Paul, and you have 35 west that goes into uh, Minneapolis. And then once you get north of the city, they go back together again, which is sort of weird because, you know, are you on 35? Well, I'm on 35 west. Well, you're not on 35 east? You know, I'm just like, okay, whatever. That's 35 West is where the, that, remember, I don't know how long ago that was, where the interstate bridge collapsed. Remember, that was really sad. It was really sad. Several people killed, stuff like that. Why are we talking about that kind of stuff? Anyway. Because you brought it up? Excuse me. 623, it is BS.show. We want to tell you about people you should be doing business with. Yes. We want to tell you about people. And we want you to know that if you feel that maybe you need some change in your diet, maybe you decide that... You're going to try to, um, you know, turn your life around and eat healthy. We got a place for you to go. Nutrition Stop. Yep. Check it out. NutritionStop.com. They're on Mexico Road. Been around for 36 years. They have new ownership, and the new ownership is dedicated to keeping all the things you liked about Nutrition Stop plus adding more good stuff. So check it out. NutritionStop.com. Very, very friendly people. Yes, they are. They're lovely. And they want you to you know, be happy with their service, their products, the whole bit, go out of their way to do it. And they're locally owned and operated. Not some big corporate company that comes in and just fires everybody every once in a while. They are a locally owned company, nutritionstop.com, right there in Mexico Road in St. Peter's. We have to take a break. It is 6, what time is it? 6.29? 6.29. And I just screwed up. <laughs> okay. Okay, do that. Let me try it again. It is 6.29. It is BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. 6.36. It is a Thursday morning. So happy it's Thursday. And weather's going to be, well, well, we'll check in with Jennifer. Foychitsky. In just a few minutes. Um, not to get into the political weeds here, but today's, but. The, well, today's the hearing down in Florida there, the bunch of different news organizations, as well as the Trump organization, has tried to get the affidavit released as to the reasons why they raided his place. And I heard an interesting guy yesterday. The guy was an attorney. He said, if you have the truth, then 
you let it loose. And if you don't have the truth, you tell people, well, we're working on it. You know what I mean? I do. And the crazy thing about this is it gets sort of complicated. There's a search warrant. There's an affidavit affidavit they have to file, which essentially says, to, in other words, what it says to the judge, this is why we want to execute this search warrant. We want to go in because if it were a drug dealer's house, they'd say, we know this guy's selling fentanyl, and we know he's got a bunch of fentanyl in his back bedroom, and we want to search all of the house because we think he's got drugs elsewhere, okay? And because they would say, we know this because of the fact that, you know, undercover detectives saw him, you know, buying a you know kilo of fentanyl or whatever it is. You know what I mean? That, that kind of stuff. I do. That's what they want to release, and the judge— I want to know how, can, how they can— Break down that patch to smoke or eat. What? The fentanyl patch. <laughs> Where did that come from? Are they come? using something different? I don't know. <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> is, Trump, is Trump trying to stop smoking? Is that what you're saying? He doesn't smoke. Oh, God, he smokes like a stove. He drinks, too. He probably smokes cigars, too. You know, he does not drink because... Did you ever hear the story about that? Uh-uh. His brother died, uh, died of alcoholism. That's, nobody ever talks about that, but that's a true story. His, he had a brother. Can't, I, think he, I think he was younger, and he died. He was an alcoholic, and uh, apparently there was somebody else in Trump's family who was an alcoholic, and he, th- he said, not touching, dr- not touching drugs, not touching alcohol. And he's been, like, super clean, never, never drinks anywhere. Sort of like me. People ask me all the time, are you, are you an alcoholic? <laughs> Why did they ask you that? I had that asked to me last week. Why? Nobody ever sees me drink. Were you drinking? No, I don't drink in public. I don't. I never drink in public. You did one time. Well, I, you know, I decided to throw everybody a loop, you know. But I, I don't drink in public because, I, you know, I go back to my days. Remember, I, I don't know if I told you this or not. I used to be a police dispatcher. And, I heard that. And... I have, me, myself, I have a real low tolerance for alcohol, and I know that if I drink one drink, there's a good chance I may be legally intoxicated. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm telling you, I have a real low tolerance for alcohol, maybe because I don't drink. And it's one of those things where when I was a young guy, started at the police department when I was 18, um, I saw so many people their lives, you know, I mean, not necessarily, Ruined. well, not necessarily the people who were the drunken drivers, but the lives they impacted. You know, I've talked about this before. Yes. It's, it always seems as though if there's a terrible car accident with a drunken driver, the drunken driver has a broken fingernail and maybe a little bump on his forehead and he kills three people in the other car. You know what I'm saying? It's to the point where it's like, why, why does that happen? And I've read theories that the reason. They're so loose that they don't. When they hit, exactly. they, don't, they don't like brace because they're so... Right, 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 right. Now, that's not true of every accident because there's some accidents you just can't survive no matter what happens. But that is what I've read that... And I, I personally, I can remember an accident that... And, one, and I worked the night shift. My Primarily, I worked 4 to midnight. I did a lot of the reports. The day shift was busy. Night shift on our department was not as busy. And a lot of the, the, the guys who worked the day shift didn't have time to type the report, so they bounced it back to my shift, and I typed those reports on 4 to midnight. And I remember one guy, this is sort of a weird story, but um, back in the day, they used to bury the end of guardrails. 
You know what I mean? Like they bury them in the ground. It was like a ramp. I yeah, I do remember that. Okay, they don't do and that. They had cans of water. Well, no, no, no. They didn't. Which have, I thought was sand. They but... didn't. They didn't have it. Well, in, in here in St. Louis, it's sand. In like Los Angeles and place like that, because you can't do it with water here because it freezes. Here it's sand. But, oh, okay, but, that makes sense. But they don't do that anymore because now they have these energy-absorbing end of guardrails. You've probably seen if somebody smashes into it, they like the like the the ends of the guardrails are in the ground with wooden poles, not steel poles. So when you hit them, and they actually drill holes. See, I'm a nerd about this. They drill holes in the wooden poles so that when you hit it, they break and it absorbs the energy of the impact. But back in the day, they used to bury the ends of guardrails, and we had a guy that was probably, you know, doing Shelly driving, probably doing 120 miles an hour. Whatevs. And he hit, this is sort of complicated, because he hit the end of a guardrail just as the road took a curve to the right. So in other words, he hit this guardrail, and this buried guardrail, and it ramped him in the air, sort of like, you know, Dukes of Hazard kind of stuff, you know, like, or like, you know, like Evil Knievel. He's in the air, he flies through the air, he chops off the top 30 feet of a of a 50-foot tree. So in other words, he's 20 feet in the air. He hits a tree, shears off the top of the tree. The car hits nose down, bounces a couple times with such force that the engine and transmission were ripped out of the car. He's ejected from the car, and and he lives. Now, he had like a broken leg, broken arm, like, you know, a bunch of other, you know, injuries. But, he, you know, everybody thought he was going to die. Matter of fact, when the, I remember the, the officer who responded to the accident scene, when he saw the car literally in pieces, doors were broke, you know, doors were, were torn off. I mean, it just looked like the car exploded. And he's, he, he told me, he says, he says, I drove up that. He says, I don't know who was in this car. They got to be dead. Gets out of the car, finds the guy. The guy's, oh, my God, he's drunk. Okay. So... <laughs> one of our other officers and they took him to the hospital and and a couple days later one of our other officers had to go to the hospital to take a report you know had to had to get a statement from him and this guy was sort of a crazy guy and he walks into the hospital room and interviews him and he comes back to the police department and he says i told that guy i go son you must be a cat and the guy in the hospital says a cat he says yeah he says, you must be a cat because with that accident, you used up eight of your nine lives and you only got one left. So you better be awful careful the rest of your life. <laughs> and I don't, you know, who knows what happened to the guy. But once again, he was drunk. He was like, like drunk, 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 drunk. You know, matter of fact, there's a, there's Does a. Does he even remember the accident? No, that was interesting. You asked that. He didn't, he didn't remember anything. He, he, apparently he blacked out at the wheel. He blacked out, passed out. That's why he went straight. The road curved to the right. He went straight, hit the this buried guardrail, which launched. I mean, he was doing like 100. And, you know, he admitted. And, you know, matter of fact, they said from the time he launched off the guardrail, you know, and keep in mind, he hit a tree, you know, 20 feet off the ground, <laughs> hit a tree about 80 feet from where the guardrail was. And then the car traveled like about another another 80, 90 feet. So almost from the time he hit the guardrail to the time he hit the, the car hit the ground was almost 200 feet. Think about that for a minute. I mean, you're talking about, you know, a car that weighs 3,000, 4,000 pounds. You know, you just don't drive up to that guardrail doing 20 miles an hour and catch air for 200 feet. You know, I mean, you're, you're moving. And, uh, you know, he said he, he blacked out. Now, what I was going to say was there's a lady... I can't remember. I think this is in Georgia. 
She's trying to enact a new national standard for blood alcohol of 0.04 for first responders. Wow. She says that first responders have a special that they should know better because they're the ones, you know, the police and the fire and the ambulance, the paramedics, they're the ones that show up at accident scenes all this time and see the carnage that alcohol causes. And her idea is that there are police officers who drive and first responders who drive who may get pulled over and they blow like a point. 0.07 or a 0.06 or even like a 0.05 or a 0.04, she says they should be held to a higher standard. What do you think about that? Your daughter was a first responder. Do you think? Yeah, and she kind of already is still, but I mean, but um, because she works in the ER. Do you think there should be super extra special, uh, you know, rules to the for those people that they supposedly know better that they shouldn't ever, you know, even drink anything while they're, you know. I mean, obviously, this is not for them being on duty, although I guess it would be in some cases. I told you the story about the officer that worked for our department that no. was drunk and smashed into a car and left the scene of the accident <laughs> in, on duty in a marked squad car. <laughs> that one was easy to figure out, you know, because the person called the, you know, the I wasn't working that day, but they called the officer. Um, you're not going to believe this, but I just had a hit and run accident, and it was one of your police cars that hit me and then drove off. What? <laughs> the, the lieutenant asked for all the cars to come back to the station. Guess when one of them had damage and others didn't. Guess who, who we figured out who was involved in that accident, right? Who? <laughs> well, I won't say his name, but it's pretty easy to figure out who was involved. We, you know, unfortunately, this guy had gone through some, I think his wife had left him. And, you know, he was like, he hit the bottle. It was sad. He got fired over it, which, you know, quite honestly, he should have. If you're a police officer and you're driving around drunk, that's like, there's no tolerance for that. Zero, none, zip, nada. Agreed. You know, I mean, that's just like, okay, you know, you're gone. You know, find something else to do. I just, you know, one of those things you just don't do. It's just like with me, you know, owning a radio station, putting Shelly on the air, you just don't do that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? I agree with you. (laughs) You do? I do. <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> whatever. Uh, oh, man, I got some new music for tomorrow. What, for Friday. did you think you were going to push me over the edge? No, I, you know, it's, if your daughter was, remember what the first couple of shows we did, was like three plus years ago, the first couple of shows yeah. we did, your daughter calls you up and what did she say? Remember this? Um, no, what did she say? She was mad at me. Oh, mad at you? Yeah, don't you remember this? Because you're mean to me and snarky. <laughs> That's what she she called you up. Don't you remember that? You're, I don't remember her, him her calling you up. No, no, she called you up. Oh yeah, she did. Yeah, <laughs> she called you up and she goes, "He's he's being mean and nasty to you." Remember that? Yes, I do. <laughs> and so am I still mean and nasty to you? Sometimes. Okay, Shelly, you're the best. I don't know what I'd do without you. Okay. I do know what I'd do without you. And you know what that is? What? Not this show. I told you that. You're gone. I'm gone. Simple as that. You've got other people that you could bring on, Brad. Boy, I could say something right now, but I am holding my, I'm biting my tongue. That's probably a wise decision. Because of something that happened yesterday, but I won't, I won't go any further than that. Oh, did another broad hit you? No. No. (laughs) What happened yesterday? I'll tell you off air. Okay. 648. Okay. It is BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. 652 on a Thursday morning. How did it get to be Thursday already, Shelly? 
Is she there? I guess she's not there. Anyway, uh, if you are the kind of person that wants to promote your business, we have a site for you, westplex.biz. Yes, you can become a member of the Westplex Business Alliance, promote your business. We work very hard at promoting your business, and, uh, you know, it doesn't cost a lot. Matter of fact, it's very cost-effective. You won't believe how cheap it is. It's like a little, little bit over a buck a day. Actually, it's less than a dollar a day if you buy the year-long package. Westplex Business Alliance, westplex.biz, westplex.biz. Shelly, you there? She's still not there. Okay, I'll just call. <laughs> I must have said something the last break. She's not going to talk to me now. <laughs> um, okay, hold on a minute. Uh, okay, guess you win. Okay, uh, smartest woman in the world. This is directed right at you. Did you read what I was talking about, which I won't talk about in the air because it would sound snarky if I did? Hopefully, um, you'll have some respect for me because of the fact that I think it's very sad what happened. But, nah, I'm not going to mention it because it would sound like I'm being a mean person. And that's directed at the smartest woman in the world. That's what's called narrow casting. We're not supposed to do that. By the way, hold on a minute. You know what? i got to start my day off. No, that's not beer. That's Mountain Dew. You know what's, you know what's weird about the situation with Mountain Dew? I should talk to my, my Pepsi people, the advertisers here on the radio station, the Pepsi bottling of New Haven. Some stores have the Mountain Dew throwback, which is like the real sugar Mountain Dew, and some don't. You know what I mean? Isn't that weird? Well, they need to have, they need to be fair to everyone and be all-inclusive. Well, you know, what's sort of weird about that is, if you read the label on so many things, it's it's uh, corn syrup. You know what I mean? That's the sweetener. Uh-huh. And High fructose corn syrup. Exactly. That's all over the place. And they don't use that much sugar anymore. I guess sugar's gotten super expensive. And I like everything else. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh-huh. what isn't expensive? So they actually have a version of Mountain Dew. And for a while, it would sort of come and go. But it's back again. But I can find it certain places, and I can't find it other places. And I'm telling you, there's only one thing better than real sugar Mountain Dew. You know what that is? No. Sundrop. I know you think that. I love Sundrop. What about 7-Up? 7-Up's different. You know what? It's funny. On another radio station, I heard them the other day talking about Ski. You know, we talked about this one time. I do know Ski. And it's a bottling company in Breeze, Illinois, which is not that far from the metro St. Louis area. And it's been around for like ever. And I can't remember the name of the bottling company. Um, And I think somebody new bought it, and they're trying to really promote it. But if I'm not mistaken, when you you go to your favorite place that you talk about all the time and you tell me for the past five years that any day now they're going to start advertising with us, and they never do. What's the name of that place again, Shelly? <laughs> She's not going to say. Nope. It's a place called, it's a barbecue place. And on on the tapper, I believe, they used to at least, I haven't been there in a while, I'm not like, I'm not like, Shelly goes every other day, hey guys, when are you starting to advertise? Oh, next week, Shelly. Okay, fine. And she's going, you know, matter of fact, someday she'll, she'll buy like, if I buy, if I buy $300 worth of barbecue, will you do some advertising with me next week? Yes, we'll do $5 worth of advertising with you, Shelly. Isn't that the stop way it goes? Stop it. <laughs> Seriously, stop it. Are you mad at me? I'm not pleased with you right now. Okay, let me look it up here. I can't remember. The, it's, it's called, it's called Excel Bottling. I think that's Ski Soda. Ski Soda. Here it is right here. Um... Is it a Polish uh, uh, brand? No, 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 no. 
Oh, because oh, ski would make di- make make all the difference in the world. No, 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 no. It's I can't remember what they call it. Ski, ski. Drink Wikipedia. Ski is a citrus soda made from real orange and lemon juice. It's manufactured, yeah, by the Excel Bottling Company. It's actually in Wikipedia. Interesting. Um, You're such a nerd. Uh, history, history. Ski citrus sodas were formulated in Chattanooga, Tennessee, at the Double Cola Company headquarters. This formula was perfected on August 10th, 1956. Ski was registered two years later in May of 1958. The product was launched to the public that summer. When coming up for the name, the management asked the staff to submit their best ideas. Then employee Dot Myers, good old Dot Myers, submitted the names Ski, S-K-I, and S-K-E-E after being inspired from a weekend skiing trip on the Chickamauga Lake. Management loved the name. In 1999, the Ski Canon logo redesigned the phrase Taste the Wake. In 2009, Ski Canon ski logo redesigned, blah, blah, blah. 2000- Is it Taste the Woke now? <laughs> taste the woke. Hopefully not. <laughs> um, ski is bottled in several bottling facilities across the United States. Ski is distributed in Alabama, Alaska, California, Georgia, Indiana, Illinois, Kentucky, Missouri, North Carolina, Ohio, Tennessee, Utah, Virginia, and West Virginia. Although the origins to ski have no known connection to the city of Evansville, Indiana, the product is well known there and has become a significant part of local culture. wonder why that is. The bottling plant located in Greensboro, Kentucky, also makes it regional staple in southern part of the state. So, XL Bottling Company. XL yes. Bottling yeah, Company. Let's, and and, and country, country of origin. It says right here, what's weird, it talks about all these places that says, uh, you know, where they're headed. But it says right in the Wikipedia thing, it says country of origin breeds Illinois. Type flavored soft drink manufacture XL Bottling Company. Related products, and this is what they say, once again, this is what they say it's similar to. Sundrop, Squirt, Vault, Mountain Dew, Mellow Yellow, Surge. And there's actually a website for it called MySkiSoda.com. And I don't believe, did did I say Missouri? I don't think you can find it here in Missouri. Yeah, it's not, according to his, it's not It's not available in Missouri. Does it say Alabama, Alaska, California, Georgia, New Indiana, Illinois, Kentucky? Oh, no, it does say Missouri. I've never it's seen it. It's probably Beer Sauce Shop. I've never seen it before. I've never seen Ski in the St. Louis area. But um, it's, it's to me, it's like a dead ringer for Sundrop. If you drink Sundrop and you drink Ski, it's the same thing. That's to me. But I'd rather have Sundrop because... You can find it. At least it used to be available only in Franklin County, uh, Franklin and Warren County, uh, and Lincoln County because it was distributed by uh, the uh, Pepsi Bottling Company, New Haven. But I believe there are some places in St. Louis you can buy it now. But it's it's rare. But it's good. Matter of fact, if you go to like in Washmo, if you go to like to some of the Quickie Marts there, they have it on the tapper. You can actually you know use the you know use the machine to actually pour you a bottle of uh, you know thing of Sundrop. Oh, it's so good. And if you get the Sundrop cans, there's something about Sundrop in a can. It's just like, oh my God, that's so good. You know, I got to take a break. I just realized it's seven o'clock. Say, say oh. something real quick. Real quick. <laughs> Thanks. Seven o'clock. Tate McRae, who I think what you said, she's uh, had a birthday July first. She's 19 years old now. She's been uh, making millions. They grew up so fast. Millions of dollars since she's been like 12, 11 years old. Didn't go to high school. Oh, Brad, you had to bring that up. <laughs> Yeah, she never went. Okay, <laughs> good morning, BS uh, 707. Can I vent a little bit about something I had a problem with yesterday? And this is like the third or fourth time this happened to me, okay? Sure. You know, I'm the fast food aficionado, okay? And if you remember, when Burger King first launched their app, they had this deal. I don't know if you remember this or not. It was like it made a lot of news because what happened is if you 
They've got on their app, they've got it tied in with geolocate. So in other words, they know where you're at when you're on their app, okay? So their deal was when they launched their new app, if you went to McDonald's, if you drove your car to the parking lot of McDonald's and you were within like a couple hundred feet of the McDonald's location and you went on the app, you could get a Whopper for a dollar. Remember that? Or don't you remember that? I do remember that. Yeah, so the idea Because you were like, Gonzo about the <laughs> right. but then when you go into Walgreens, or no, I'm sorry, McDonald's, they um they actually have signs that say, "Use your app." Right, because they don't want to they don't want to talk to you anymore. They don't they don't want to have any, any they don't want to have. Well, a, some people are so crazy. I don't really blame. Them. Okay, so <laughs> so Burger King had this app, and and quite honestly, I have it on my phone. Okay. Yesterday, all the pickles, all the lettuce, special orders don't upset us. All we ask is that you let us serve you, you serve you our way. Well, not for me, they didn't because Aww, here's what happened to me. Their, but this has been their mantra well, for years. This is the fourth time this has happened, and this is the worst time. I go to Burger King, and what happens is each of the Burger Kings have different offers. So, in other words, it it will either geolocate you of where, which Burger King you're at, or you have to put in which Burger King you're at, okay? So yesterday, I'm the, at the one right there in Villa Ridge at the corner of Highway 144. You know what I'm talking about. There's It's connected to a gas station. There's a gas station, the Burger King gas station, the same building right there on 44 at 100, okay, in Villa Ridge. So right. they've got, and I, I had it last week, and it was really good. They have a $5 snack pack, and for 5 bucks you get a cheeseburger, French fries, you get Eight nuggets, eight chicken nuggets, which is twice as many as you get from Wendy's. But anyway, and a soda for five dollars. Now, the way their system works, they up, upgraded. It's actually sort of cool. You 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 pull up the offer and you click on it. You know, redeem in restaurant and the whole bit, and then it gives you a coupon code. And when you give the coupon code to the person at the little you know speaker box, they put the you know they say, and it's a six-digit code: seven seven two nine five three whatever. You put it in, and then on your phone, it actually pops up, redeemed, coupon redeemed, okay? So in other words, it actually is connected to your phone that they know you just used that that coupon. They know where you're at. They know you're at, the, at that particular Burger King at that particular moment ordering that particular special, okay? So I get the thing. I, you know, I pick what I want. I want the $5 snack pack, the cheeseburger, French fries, nuggets, and a drink. I get up to the window, and they tell me it's not available. I, How could it not be available? I, I don't know. And this is the same woman that I gave the, the order to. And I go, well, hold on a minute now. How could it not be available? I just punched it in, and I know how the system works. And then I got the thing on my phone that says, you know, hey, redeemed or something like that. So in other words, you actually sent me back a a you know a a text or whatever the message was to my phone that you've got my code. You know who I am. I just redeemed it at the Burger King on Highway 144. So I said to her, she says, I don't know. She says, I get the manager. So the manager comes back and she says, we don't have that anymore. I go, it's on your app. I just ordered it. I put the code in and she took the code and the code worked. I don't know what happened. We don't have that anymore. We don't do that special anymore. I go, you really? 
And she goes, yeah, you have to call corporate. Okay, I have to call corporate, right. Like, I'm going I'm to call. <laughs> yeah, be sure to do that for those <laughs> extra chicken nuggets. Right, I'm going to call the 800 number and stay on hold, you know, or talk. Hi, thanks for calling Burger King. Our mem- menu options have changed. If you'd like to complain about something, call back later. If you got screwed with a coupon code, we don't want to hear from you. If you're not happy with the service you got at the one at location, Highway 100 and AT, go to hell. You know what I mean? <laughs> wow, they really do have an interactive system. So. She says to me, I can offer you something else, and it's like $3 more. I go, and she goes, she says, we haven't had that. And what's funny, she says, I swear she said this. She says, we haven't had that offer in a month. I go, I had it last Friday, which I did. I stopped at that Burger King a week, you know, last Friday. And she goes, well, I don't know how it worked. She says, because we haven't had it. And it's, she says, I don't have a button on my computer anymore. And I go, okay, fine, whatever. I'm going like, okay, you know. I don't understand. You know, I mean, it's it's frustrating to me that, well, how do I put this? And you know what? Nothing against those people. I wasn't rude or nasty to them. I was, you know, and she said to me, and what's crazy about it is, is she says, she says, I can make that for you now. I go, no, that's no, no problem. She says, I'll make you something else. I go, no, that's what I wanted. I, I, I told her, I said, you know why I'm really upset? Because I had it last week and it was really good. You know, I had it. I told her, I said, I went through the drive-thru. I sat right there in the parking lot, ate my, my, my $5 snack pack, whatever it was. She says, I'm sorry. Okay, fine. I left. So then I went, I went to the, <laughs> I went to, I should admit this. I went to the White Castle in Eureka and there are some White Castles that you can give your order in the drive-thru, and you can come back two days later, and you're still in line. You know what I mean? Some of the White Castles are terrible. That White Castle in Eureka kicks butt. I mean, I was like number third in line. I think I was in and out of there in two minutes. You know, from you know, giving my order, lady at the window couldn't have been nicer. She was so friendly, you know, and even to the point where I asked her for, you know, some salt and pepper, she gave me like eight peppers and three salts, the exact exact ratio because you, you need like four peppers for every one salt did you know that that's a rule four peppers i did for, not know that four peppers for every one salt so anyway so but it cost me three dot god white castles gotten expensive the number one everything's gotten expensive which is four white castles a french fry and a soda is eight dollars well a small shake or custard is like six <laughs> Where's that at? at? At White Castle? Everywhere. You had one at Freddy's. What is it like? Wasn't it like five bucks? Yeah. Okay. Uh, here, Mr. Otten, let me look at this. Uh, Mr. Otten, hold on. He's telling me something about Burger King. Let me look at this. He's saying Burger King. Um, Burger King replaces two for $5 mix and match deal with revamped two for $6 meal. I don't know that. But this is a different deal. That's This is like the... I don't know what this is. and be, But, you know, see, I can go there right now. If I open up my Burger King app, and I'm going to do it right here on the air. I'm going to open up my Burger King app, and it's going to pick a store that's close to the station here. It's going to automatically do that, which is sort of cool. Um, yeah, I'm going to pick this store right here. I'm going to bang. There it is. It picks up my local store right there. So I'm going to go to offers, and let's see if it's on theirs. This is a different store, the one, not the one I went to yesterday. Uh, oh, you know what? It's all breakfast junk. So, so it's it, well. There's a couple things in there at breakfast. Everything's breakfast right now. Hash browns, um, croissant and coffee. Two croissants, small hash browns. 
Um, yeah, there's no, there's no, there's no stuff on there now because it's, it's not, it's not regular, it's not regular food time. Although you can get anything at Burger King 24, well, if they're open 24 hours, you can and get. And they usually, seriously, that little jingle they've had since they I was a single digit. They don't use it anymore though. No, they do not. Yeah. Remember, you don't even remember this. Who was the football player? Um, the big football, the good looking quarterback. It, remember the, it takes two hands to handle a whopper. Yeah. You know, that was, it was a. God, I can't remember his name. It was like really good looking dude. You know. Anyway, all the quarterbacks because that's 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 you know that's rule in the NFL. The linemen all have to look like you know like ugly dudes, and the quarterback always has to be like a handsome looking guy. I mean, you could be the world's best quarterback, and if they go, oh, you you got a big nose and your ears are too big. Sorry, you can't be an NFL quarterback. You got to look like Kurt Warner or, you know, like, you know, what, you know, like uh, Tom Brady, you know, I mean, you, because, because what happens is in your contract, I don't know if you know this in the NFL, if you're like a quarterback, they automatically pair you up with like a supermodel. Okay. Here's your contract. Sign right here. You're going to be a, a, an NFL quarterback. And we've already hired a supermodel for you to date and you have the option to marry her. Oh, great. Wonderful. Did you know that? I did not. <laughs> no, you do. <laughs> it was a big fat lie. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Okay. Here's here's a story. I'm going to read to you, and you're going to go, that's BS. Okay, you ready for this? Uh-huh. Okay, in Minneapolis, the new teacher's contract in Minneapolis, if you're a teacher, the Minneapolis Teachers Union has ratified a new contract, which states that if the school district has to lay off teachers... They lay off the white teachers first, regardless of seniority. Okay. Did you, is that unbelievable or what? I don't even know what to say about that. <laughs> what? And I'm not kidding. This is a true story. The Minneapolis Teachers Union and School District have agreed to lay off white teachers first, regardless of seniority. The agreement, which ended a two-week strike earlier this year, protects underrepresented populations from layoffs and is designed to, quote, remedy the continuing effects of past discrimination. So in other words, if you're a white teacher and they got layoffs, even if you've been there for 32 years, hey, Mrs. Smith, guess what? We're going to lay you off. But I've been here for 32 years. and These other teachers have only been here for like five or ten. Too bad. You're white. See you. Bye. Gone. <laughs> is that unbelievable? It, it's <laughs> discrimination <laughs> what's god duh i mean it's like it's like hold on a minute now i mean when, here here let me read this sentence again see and i this is not bs this is a true according this is what i me think this um it says it's trying to remedy past discrimination with present discrimination and it's inappropriate this is according to a lawyer who's suing the school district and she, i for... i heard, well, she says it's, it's it's illegal. You know, I mean, once again, it's to the point where I don't, you know, I talk about this all the time. The pendulum swings, and it swings one direction, and unfortunately, sometimes it swings back the other direction way too far. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, we can't say, we can't call someone a... Um, um, you know what I mean. I mean, it's to the point where there's an article I read yesterday about there's a there's a transsexual. It was he's a guy. He's still a guy sexually, but he's he's a he's a, a a dudette now, and he's upset because I think it was University of Alabama or one of the Southern schools. He's trying to pledge in one of the sororities, and none of the sororities would have him. 
have him, him, her, it, whatever. Well, why? Because he's a transsexual. Oh. And he's a dude. But he's a. But in other words, he hasn't had. He hasn't had the. He you know his wiggly. He has all his junk. Right. He still has his wiggly bits, all that kind of stuff. Okay. So so, <laughs> they, they he he's a. I, I you know once again they I shouldn't say he she are getting trouble with the pronoun police. They, you know they won't accept they. The the sororities won't ex- accept they they because, I, and I'm going like okay isn't that the, the sororities right. I mean, you know, I mean, that's the whole deal. You have the pledge week, right? You know, you ever, you, did you go through yeah. that? Yeah, pledge week. And, you know, you go to all, and, he, and, he, and they said they went to all the different sororities and they all said, no, no, we're not interested. <laughs> I'm, I'm just to the point where I'm like, once again, I got to go back and see Hans. I keep scratching my head and I keep pulling my toupee off. And, you know, because I don't understand a lot of stuff that's going on. It just doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make sense. It's the whole world doesn't make sense. Well, I told you, I heard, I heard a, a guy on, I think it was on ninety seven one, a gay guy, complain about the fact that he's saying that the transsexual people are ruining it for the the lesbians and the gays. You know, like the you know the 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 you know the lesbian women and the the gay men that they're making it to the point where just when the lesbians and the gays are becoming you know, very much mainstream and accepted that people are going like, okay, this is going too far because, and he said they never should have gotten past LGB. He says when they put on the TQIA and remember they put on the plus it brought, you know, and it's, we're bringing all these different, you know, people under the umbrella. He says, big mistake, you know, and this was a gay guy and he, he went through the whole thing. He said, look what this done with us. He says, you know, I've been a gay man for the past 30 years. You know, I have all sorts of straight friends. Everybody accepts me. Now, some of them are giving me grief about this. I go, well, you, you got LGBTQIA plus people. You know, he goes, hey, that's not me. I'm an LGB guy. I'm not one of the, the, the T's and the pluses and the Q's and the A's. You know, I'm going like, okay. And not only that, why is it that we have our sexual identity, which defines us. If I'm a great teacher, does it matter that if I'm black, white, gay, straight, lesbian, transgender? Does it matter? I'm a great teacher. I'm a great teacher. Yeah. If, if I'm if I'm in the St. Louis Symphony, I'm on the best violinist or trumpet player. Does it matter what my sex is, what my gender is, what was my race is? Because you know, you know how they do you know how they audition people for the symphony? No, I don't. Actually. Behind the curtain. So you can't, oh, so, you, so can't, you can't see it. You can't see the person. You don't know who it is. They just, and, and I think even to the point where they, I think somebody told me this, they put a carpet down. If they have like, it's a hardwood floor, they'd put a carpet down because that way you can't even tell if it's a man or a woman walking. You know what I mean? Because you could, you know, a woman walking, you can start, you have certain kind of shoes. Oh, that's a woman. You have certain kind of shoes. Oh, that's a man. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so they walk, they walk into the room, they're behind a curtain. So they don't know who it is. And so the only way you judge them is by their performance. So in other words, you are literally saying whoever is the best trumpet player, violinist, or timpani player, whatever it is. Remember, we talked about timpanies. You didn't know what a timpani was. <laughs> I'm not making fun of you, but I... Really, uh, no, you really are. <laughs> not. A couple of weeks ago, I said, the timpani. You goes, what's that? Remember? You didn't know what a timpani I was. I remember. Yeah, okay. So I'm going like, okay, that is the true method to, you know, to essentially... Hey, we want the best. And the same thing for me. It's like what goes on like in the sports in in you know the NFL. They have these things called the combines. You know what the combine is? 
I do not. Combine is they bring all these guys, especially out of out of college, and they have them. You know, they have them run. They have them run like you know, forty yard dash, hundred yard dash. They have them jump. They do all these measurements on them. You know, they how high can you jump? You know, your vertical jump. You know, how strong are you? They put you in like you know, they have you push like one of the tackling dummy things. How far can you push this? How quick can you run? Then they have you run. You know, like if they're like wide receivers, they have you run like a, a pattern where you're doing like a zigzag pattern. Then they throw a ball to you. They want to see how well you catch. And they rate you. They give you numbers. Matter of fact, the crazy thing it is, if you read, if you go back and watch the movie Moneyball, you know Moneyball, that was a Brad Pitt movie. You know what that's about? Are you there? Yeah, I had my pot turned down. I'm sorry. Okay, you know what? I do not know. Okay, Moneyball is the movie about uh, what happened back in, I believe, in the late 90s with a guy by the name of Billy Bean, who became the manager of the Oakland A's. And he hires this guy, and this is sort of in the weeds, but it's called Sabermatics. Don't ask, ask, ask me why they're called Sabermatics. But essentially, it came about from this guy who is like a, a statistical nerd in baseball. And what he did was they rated all the players. And so what they did was, and this is what the movie's all about, instead of having the scouts go out, and, and the scouts still go out and look at these guys play, you know, high school and college and other, you know, major league Instead of having the scouts determine, they just had a guy who was like a savant, a numbers dude. He would just crunch all the numbers, okay? This guy, you know, with with two outs in the bottom of the ninth, this guy gets on, you know, 42% of the time. And that's how they, they ran the baseball team. They hired all these players. They traded for all these players who had great numbers, but yet they had problems. I mean, one guy was, you know, matter of fact, it was, this is a true story. And they mentioned the guy's name. Oh, we don't want him. He, you know, he's he's a, a bad influence on the team. No, we want him because his numbers are this. You know, and it was strictly numbers. They didn't care how tall, how short the guys were, you know, where they went to high school, if they dropped out of high school, you know, got a college degree. They didn't care. They didn't care. Black, white, green, you know, you know, Irish, you know, uh, you know, Italian. We don't care. All we care is about their numbers. And it's an interesting movie because of the fact that, that it changed baseball because all the teams do that now. It's all. You hear this. If you listen to like ESPN 101, they're talking about OPS is blah, 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 and ERA, and he's, he's you know, four for six from left-handed batters. You know, and it's like, what? You know, it's at a point where it's like, I thought it was just baseball. No, it's all statistics now. God, if you listen to VEASAN, the, 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 the betting network, God, that's all they talk about. It's all numbers. Yeah, numbers are not my thing. Yeah. What's one plus one? Two. Very good. I literally had to think about it. <laughs> Thank you, Brad. Oh, look, it's 725. It, hold on a minute. I forgot to do something. You there, Shelly? She's not even there right now. Uh, I am. Okay, BS.show. This is uh, BS.show. That's who we are. I got to do this. I got to stop this. I got to do this. Did I stop it? No, it didn't. It didn't stop. Okay, now it stopped. Okay, I screwed up. My screw up again. Not Shelly's. Brad screws up. When you hear mistakes on the air, it's never Shelly. It's always Brad. That's because you don't let me touch the buttons. <laughs> I can't. Like, for real. I can't find that one. <laughs> you said that. You never let me touch the buttons. <laughs> I should pull that one off again. Okay, by the way, if you 
need some financial help, and I mean the respect, like maybe a car loan, home loan, you just want to start out a, a checking account or something like that, may I suggest West Community Credit Union? They have branches all over the St. Louis area, but the two we talk about all the time are the Westplex branches. They have that brand new location there at Lake St. Louis. You ever seen that? God, it's a cool looking building. It's right there on uh, Highway N. It's actually on technically on 101 Pound Fort Trail. I have no idea where that's at. If you just drive Highway in Lake St. Louis, you'll see it. Uh, anyway, they had the main branch right there in O'Fallon on Highway K, about eh, three-quarters of a mile north of Highway 40. Westcommunitycu.org. Great folks. And if I'm not mistaken, let me see. Let me go here real quick. I think they're still allied with, if you had kids that go to, um, that go to Mizzou, they have, I believe they still have, they're, they're, uh, they have, I think it's called Tiger Credit Union or something like that, Columbia, which is great because essentially it's the same thing as West That's Community. That's exactly what it's called. Is it, is it Tiger Credit Union? Is that what it is? It is. And I believe it's the kind of thing that if you, if you like, if you have, you've sent your kid to Mizzou and, you know, you can give them like checking account, they can do stuff down at Mizzou. doesn't have to be. And there's, uh, if it's a credit union, they, they're probably a member of. Right, there's a credit union association they go around with, right? Yes. Yes, yes. yes. Anyway, check it out, westcommunitycu.org. They are super nice people. And once again, they haven't hid behind ATMs now <laughs> where if you go to certain places where they used to, certain stores that should remain nameless, where there used to be a nice, friendly person behind the counter, now it's a computer terminal that doesn't work all the time. I told the story about going to that bank, didn't I? And, and there were three women sitting there. I'm sorry, we can't help you. You have to use the terminal. Okay, what do you do? Well, we we work here at the bank. You can't take a deposit? Nope, use the terminal. <laughs> and they sat there and talked. Okay. You know, maybe it's because when you get like my age, when you get to be like 87, Things get, you get mad about stuff you didn't get mad about. You know, get off my lawn, kid. You know, that kind of stuff. We got to get Ed Golterman on the air here. <laughs> my God, this guy, I follow him on Facebook. All he does is do complain. He just complains nonstop, nonstop. Every post, every post, every post he caught, you know, he's on there. He's complaining about something. Okay. Oh, my phone's ringing. Why would my phone be ringing, Shelly? I'm calling you. No, no. My phone's dialing out. How's my oh. phone? My phone's dialing out. Better hang up then, shouldn't I? I don't know. My phone's dialing out. I don't know why that is. It's still dialing out. I can't figure this out. It's still dialing. I don't know why this is. Not there. Okay. That ruins that break. <laughs> I thought for sure he'd pick up, but he didn't. Maybe I'll call him the next break. Okay. It is, what time is it? 7.35. I have to look at my stuff to talk to, because I, I talk about, because I thought he was going to, hold on a minute. Somebody's just texting me. Uh, bummer. <laughs> she knows who I was calling. <laughs> Do you know who I was calling? I'm not going to say. Okay. Good. Okay. Um, get this. Talking about stupid criminals. Okay. They really are stupid. Okay. DNA has caught the Pokemon thief. You know what I'm talking about? No. This is actually sort of a bizarre story. It's this guy, apparently, who drives around the country 
breaking into gaming stores and stealing Pokemon cards. Why? They call him the Pokemon Prowler. He was charged this week with burglarizing a gaming store in Crestwood last fall. And get this. Detectives used blood droplets from a shattered display case to link his DNA to the crime scene. They have security video. He broke into this place called Yeti Gaming on Watson Road. This is on October 10th, 2021. It was a Sunday because you can actually look at the at the time. Hold on a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We'll pull, pick this up. Hold on. I got to answer this. Hold on. Hey, do you hear me? Yep. Oh, my God. You called me back. I did. Sorry. I was in line with a vendor. Oh, you're working at 7.34 in the morning? What's what? What's the deal? Don't tell me you're working at 7.34 in the morning. Were you really? Oh, yeah. You're working? Yeah. This is my yep. son, Brett, and today is a special day because I'm not going to say how many years ago because, God, it's making me feel old when I think about this. You changed my life, dude. Yeah, 46 years ago. <laughs> That makes you what, like 80? Oh, I'm 87. No, I'm 87 now. Yeah. <laughs> you know That's it. Oh, this is my son, Brett, my oldest son, son son number one. Sometimes I talked about Number one son. I talk about sons one, two, and three. This is son number one, okay? So down in Florida, you doing okay this morning? Uh, Yeah, been up since about 4 o'clock. We had some really rowdy thunderstorms that came through this morning. Really? He, like, yeah, son like lives sh- shaking the house. Seriously? Mm-hmm. So my son lives, uh, this is Brett, he lives in Pensacola, um, and I was down there, what was that, was that May I was down there? Uh, I believe, yeah, like late May, I believe. I had to blow, I had to blow a ticket on Southwest Airlines, it was going to expire, so the smartest woman in the world booked me a flight down there, I got in, what, like 11 o'clock in the morning, we went out to lunch, you took me a little tour of Pensacola and took me back to the airport and I came by, back that afternoon, uh, but you, can I talk about your house? Sure. He've got this cool house. And what do you call that? Is that like a creek that you're on? Or what do you call that down there? Oh, that's a canal. A canal. Okay. And you're at the very end of this canal, correct? Yep. So if you go out the back door of your house, you go down some steps, and your boat's right there, and you can get in your boat, and that canal, can that canal actually take you out to the Gulf? Uh, Yeah. It, it, it's on the bay, and then it's about a 20, it's about a I think 26 nautical miles from my back door to the pass out to the Gulf. So have you ever done that before? No, I've ran. The furthest I've ran is down to uh, down to Pensacola Bay. I mean, probably about four miles from the Gulf. But so my, you, my so boat's a shallow water boat. It's not really it's uh, not really made to go out in the Gulf. It'd have to be slick calm out there for me to get it out there. Why is it? Is it rough out there in the Gulf? Uh, it, yeah, it can be. And if it's not, it will be, it's, uh, <laughs> it's pretty, it's, it's pretty unforgiving. So, um, a little shallow water, shallow draft fishing boat for fishing, a little flats fishing boat isn't really cut out for that. And, uh, the, that goal, the Gulf can get whipped up in a hurry, but the biggest issue is going through the pass because you've got all that water concentrated down into a 60 foot opening. Oh, it's real, it gets, it's real small to go out into the Gulf. Uh, yeah, they come out between you come out between Fort McRae and Fort Pickens, which are historic historic forts out there. Interesting. And then, so you come out through there. It's two the ends of two beaches, and you go out there into the Gulf. But it because it's narrowed down there, even if it's a pretty nice day between the boat traffic and narrowing down all that water, huh? It gets 
it gets pretty rowdy through there, no matter what. So this is my son Brett, and he lives in Pensacola. He has a house. What do you have for a couple years now? Two year, two years for the house? Uh, no, uh, June of last, uh, about a year and a half. A year and a half. Okay, so so you can get in your boat. You can walk out your back door on your canal. You can get your boat, and you can go down and get like pizza and things like that at various restaurants that have docks. Correct? Yeah, yeah. Do you? How often do you do that? Um. Fairly often. Haven't done it much recently with the with the gas prices. It's a little cheap, even though diesel's five gallon, five dollars gallon. It's still cheaper to drive my truck to get the pizza than it is to drive the boat that gets one mile to the gallon. So. And by the way, can I ask you? Did you get my birthday presents that I had delivered there yesterday? Uh they're still in the back of her, still in the back of the car. <laughs> you so. haven't gotten my birthday presents. No, I haven't unpiled. We haven't unpiled everything off of them yet. She got in here and it was drizzling last night and it, yeah. like i said it's been rowdy thunderstorms since four o'clock this morning so wow and it, you get some nasty thunderstorms too don't you oh yeah yeah they're uh they're a bit different than i mean they're you definitely get the some nasty ones in the midwest but you, you get some pop-up storms in here coming off the, coming off the gulf or and they get they get pretty intense right. as far as the straight line winds and the and the lightning so so my son works for a plumbing supply company, and you and I talk about this all the time. Are things gotten, getting back to normal? Can you get everything you need, or is it still shortage and stuff? Yeah, it's yes and no, I guess would be the, the best answer for that. Okay, like um, I, I went to the store the other day, and this is this is steel conduit, and it's probably the same thing. But I used to be able to buy a ten foot section of of half inch conduit, you know, electrical conduit EMT for like a buck ninety eight. It's now eight dollars. Is that the same thing like in plumbing with like you know piping and things like that tubing? Uh, yeah. Beginning of twenty twenty one, we were selling inch and a half schedule forty pipe for. 67 cents a foot. I think it's a dollar 87 right now. So it it more than double, it almost tripled in price. Yeah, you're you're talking triple. So a lot of those uh the fittings and PVC fittings and pipe and all that stuff is you at a minimum double, doubled if not tripled. Wow. And then you're hiring components, water heaters are up probably 50%. Talking we we're selling 40 gallon electric water heaters for 430 bucks. Now they're 650 675 and that's just happened over the last 18 months then oh yeah yeah it's been uh i mean every time we every time we place an order and end up with a a semi-truck that pulls up you're probably seeing a 10 to 20 percent increase every time that if, if we you get new material in and once again if you can get it you'll still you're still having shortages of stuff then right oh yeah absolutely it, it comes in waves i think they're i don't know if it's because they get a shipment of components in and if they're running like just production schedules and building one thing at a time, but you'll end up, we'll have nothing. And then we'll end up with eight month supply of one of the six items that were on a PL. So we'll get a whole truckload of 40 gallon water heaters instead of a mix. Oh, really? and then you won't see 40, yeah. And then you won't see 40 gallon water heaters for six months. And then you'll get a whole truckload of 30 gallon water heaters. Wow. So if you want, if you yeah. want, if you want a certain size water heater, you're in luck. You want a different size, you're SOL, right? Yep, yep. That's uh, that's kind of how it's been. I mean, I I was actually looking for some sump pumps yesterday that we have had on order since February, and they'll be here. I finally got a ship date on them. They're going to ship them out on uh, 
September 24th. So you're talking seven seven months of lead time on that. God, this is so crazy. This is my son, Brett. His birthday's today. Uh, I just want to call and wish you a happy birthday. Uh, are you working today or are you off? I'm a sales guy, man. I'm always working, <laughs> even though I'm on vacation. <laughs> are you on vacation this week? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So you're off this week. Okay. Well, I don't want to keep you, and I know you get up early, and, and which still blows me away. You're in Florida, but you're on the same time zone as us. So where does it switch to the to the east of you? Uh, Tallahassee. And, and so ta- Tallahassee, is it really that far east? Mm-hmm. So I'm still jealous of my son because he has a UXO license, correct? That's right. If it, you find any bombs anywhere, I know what to do with them. Yes. Issued, don't touch them and run away. Issued by the federal government. Explain why. It's Explain what that is. It's, uh, well, it, Eglin Air Force Base down here is, I think, I think if I'm correct, it's the largest land military base in the North America as far as uh, acreage. And it's huge. It essentially runs... I mean, the width of it, you're talking 30, 30 linear miles as far as exit to exit. And it's all, how wide it is. And it's all along the Gulf, right? It's all along the Gulf. And you're probably talking 10 miles. I mean, it's probably 400, 500 square miles of property. So back in the day, it was, I think they, I think I read the history of it. It was started like in the thirties and they used it for artillery practice and bombing practice and stuff like that. So there's still bombs that were dropped there that didn't explode. So my son, Brett, who I'm talking to, uh, you can go on the base and you go at ATV, dirt bike, you know, mountain bike. Uh, it has to be street, it has to be street legal. So it's street legal stuff. dual sport bikes, uh, four, four by fours. You can hunt on there go fishing but you have to have a uxo license which means that if you come across a bomb or a hand grenade you know what to do right that's it you tie a tie a marking ribbon off and run away and contact <laughs> a, and you I can train pretty much anybody if they need it and you run like hell right <laughs> that's it has, find the nearest find the nearest MP and tell them what you saw. And that's what you have to do. That's what the rule is. If you if you're on the base, like let's say if you're there on your because you got a, a dirt bike, you got a dual sport. If you're there on the trails and you come across what you think is an artillery shell, aren't you? You're supposed to carry like surveyor's tape with you. Isn't that what the deal is? Yeah, they, they prefer you flag off where you found it. Right. With, and, a, yeah, with, a, with a surveyor's tape. Right. You're supposed to put surveyor's tape on it, and you're supposed to go to the guard shack and report it to the MPs. Right. Mm-hmm. And you have to have that license because otherwise they won't let you on the base, right? Yeah, that's it. You have to have that license and you buy a, it's basically like a recreational permit depending on what you're doing. So fishing or See, I'm, just driving around. I'm jealous of you. Can I get that online? Can I get one online? Yeah, uh, do just look up uh, Jackson Guard, iSportsman, and you can take the whole class and get your permits. So I can get my UXO license? Will they send me like a card and everything? Um, mine's on my phone, but I think they email you the, basically your sportsman, you just pay $15 a year for the use permit. I got to get a UXO license. Hey, Brett, happy birthday. I love you and I miss you. Are you there? Did you hang up on me? (laughs) I think I lost you. Oh no. You hear me? Okay. Oop. He's gone. Yep. He just disappeared. Anyway, that's my son, Brett, his birthday today. He's such a cool dude. I actually met him 
I've only met I haven't met your one son. Well, number two son. My kids. I'm not a small guy. I don't think I'm six two anymore. I think I shrunk. But my sons are six eight, six six, and six four. And Brett is six it's interesting. My 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 two younger sons, Drew and Blake, are both they look like basketball players. My son looks like a this is Brett who I just on the phone. He looks like a Kodiak bear. He's like a big dude. Not as big as your husband, although you know, I think he's probably close to being your size of your husband. But he's six six and he has shoulders that sometimes he has to turn sideways to get through doors. And I'm not kidding. He's a big guy. And um God, I don't I don't even know how much he weighs anymore. But when he was born, God, I can tell that whole story. Changed my life. He was one of two twins, lost one of the twins, almost lost him. God, I can remember. And you know what? It's not quite yet. He's not born yet. He was born at 1158 on today's date in 1984. And I can still remember one, you know, bad things happen on delivery. just Just a total mess. I mean, if it wasn't for St. John's Hospital, now Mercy, he probably would not be here today. But um, the funny part of it was, not so funny, the nurse had already filled out the paperwork, you know, born on, you know, December 8, you know, August 18th, 1984. And I said to her, my wife was still in childbirth, and I said, you're going to have to change that date. And she looked at me, she goes, we're not changing that date. She's having that baby before midnight. (laughs) She says, I'm not changing the paperwork. She's having that baby in the next five minutes. And bang, she did. (laughs) And then everything went bad. But that's a whole other story. Okay. We'll take a break. That's because you went out and ate fries. Ah, That's not. No, it was onion rings. That's another part of the story. Um, I will never live that down. Okay. Didn't she punch you? She did. Several times. You go, girl. You want me to tell that story next break? I, yeah. I'll tell the story next break. 749. It is BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. What a good song that is. What a talented lady she is. Pink. She really is. Yeah. Do you ever see her do a routine where she does like the aerobatics or acrobatics or even call it, where she's on the rope and she's singing? You ever seen that before? I have before? not seen it, oh but my I heard it was God. just phenomenal. Unbelievable. It's like, yeah, how did she do that? Anyway, it is a 756. The smartest woman in the world is always giving me things like, here we go. You ready for this, Shelly? Yep. Hold on if I get the play. Remember that? <laughs> I do. Blast from the past. And it's interesting. I love the blast from the past. Do you remember the Yumbo or the Whaler? I don't know if I do. The Whaler was like their, I think their their fish sandwich was supposedly like a big, like a big patty of like fish and the Yumbo. I don't know what the Yumbo was, but I know the Whaler was like, was like the Whaler was comparable to a Whopper, but it was fish instead of beef. So, which would make sense. The Whaler. You know, so it was a big old fish sandwich. You know, <laughs> I told you this story. My mom used to drive me nuts. We go to McDonald's, and my mom, this is my mom at McDonald's. Okay, I want a cheeseburger, but I only want one pickle, and I want the ketchup on one side and the mustard in the other, and I want onions on the bottom. And on my soda, I want light ice. If you give me more than six cubes of ice, I won't accept it. That's my mom at McDonald's. I go, Mom, it's McDonald's. 
Yes, but I want things my way. And I'd say, Mom, go to Burger King. Well, I don't like Burger King. I want to go to McDonald's. I go, Mom. Yeah, but Burger King is flame broiled. But she, it would drive me nuts. You know, because, in fact, now, back in the day, a McDonald's has sort of changed the way they do things. And you can order stuff special at McDonald's. But back in the day, it was like, if you remember this, I still remember this. They would write the things on a pad, and it was a little tear-off thing on the bottom. And it was what they called their grill slip. You know what I'm talking about? Anybody who worked at McDonald's a long time ago knew exactly what I'm talking about. And you'd rip this little grill slip off, and they would write, like, you know, hamburger, and they'd put, like, X, and you put the X, and they did one. And they'd, and, they'd, and then they'd walk back to, the like, the counter where the burgers come up, and they go, grill! And the people in the back would go, oh, no, it's Mrs. Hildebrand again. Because they knew my mom. Aww. <laughs> Unfortunately. That's so cute. They'd see her come and they'd go like, oh my God, here she goes. It's that picky lady who wants, you know, one side of the bun with ketchup and the other side of the bun with, with mustard and two pickles on the backside and 14 pieces of onion. If you give her 16, she'll complain. She'll give you 12, not enough. And we gave her a soda. It had eight ice cubes in it. She only wanted six. You know, that's my mom. I wish I could have met her. She sounds like a character. Well, she wouldn't like you because you know why? Why? She hated me and anybody that I liked, she hated. So. Oh, that's... Stop it. That's true. <laughs> you think I'm kidding. Okay. Uh, we have to get out of here at a reasonable time today because otherwise I blew the top of the hour thing and I screwed up yesterday and I promised I wouldn't do two days in a row. So go ahead and say goodbye, Shelly. Goodbye, Shelly. Brad, it's been a slice of heaven as usual. And everybody else, have a great day. Peace and I fly. I didn't get a chance to tell my story of well, my son, who we just had on the phone, who just he turned his, birth, his birthdays today, of how I got beat up by my wife in the hospital during childbirth. I'll tell that tomorrow. That'll be fun. And the guys are sympathetic to it. The women are not. The women will say, you got what you should have gotten. And the men will go, I can't believe she did that to you. you <laughs> seriously. Okay. I, I don't use that. 7.59. Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning Show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive, LLC. See you soon.